episode 457. Welcome back. Quest for you, friends. Does it make you uncomfortable when you find yourself in a conflict with your loved one or a good friend? It does for me. Just a few minutes ago, we were laughing, joking, watching a beautiful sunset, and now there's silence between us. What a damper to a great day. It takes all the joy out that we've been experiencing. Our mind is now preoccupied, worried and consumed with this uncomfortable thing called conflict. How to think about the situation, what to say or do next. So much goes through our mind in times of conflict. Conflict that can temporarily freeze the flow of life. Happiness and joy are gone. The plans we've made are in limbo. The future suddenly becomes uncertain because we don't know how this conflict will play out. No wonder most of us like to avoid it, like the plague. And some of us have great strategies for that. So much so that our partners call us conflict avoiders. We do everything we can not to deal with the conflict. Silence is the most common form of conflict avoidance. Not my preferred strategy. Or pretending nothing happened. That I do resort to sometimes. Conflict is uncomfortable because it often means we have to confront ourselves. Our actions, our decisions and our thoughts. It's also uncomfortable because we cannot be sure things will be okay following the conflict resolution. And our brains do not like uncertainty. Hence, our fear of conflict. Our strategically devised tactics to avoid conflict at all costs. Because conflict is confrontation with tough issues, sensitive issues, the kind of stuff we rather ignore. I believe we are so scared of conflict because some of our previous conflicts may have ended badly. Maybe they ended an important relationship or they resulted in some form of other difficult situation. Maybe we just observed badly managed conflicts between others. Conflicts can leave scars that hurt for a long time. And every new conflict breaks open these old scars just a little bit. Fear of losing the current relationship. Fear of failure, of not measuring up, of being caught or exposed, criticized, minimized. Conflicts are scary because the outcome is uncertain. Every time I have a serious conflict with an important person in my life, I fear that I might lose that person. That this is it, that we will never talk again. We will not get to execute the plans that we've made. It will be over. I am afraid of the worst outcome. But the worst outcome rarely happens. This past weekend I changed my mind about conflicts. Instead of worrying about what this conflict may mean for my future, I let go of my expectation just a little bit and instead focused on the conflict as a fuel for change. I immediately realized the worst change would be the end of the relationship. My friend with whom I had the conflict even mentioned something like that in the few heated sentences that we exchanged. But I quickly brought back to my mind two memories. One was of a previous time we had such an argument and the fact that we overcame it. The worst case scenario didn't happen then. And two, 
I quickly brought to mind all the other great things we share, in that way more heavily than this one conflict. I made a decision to deal with the conflict differently. Instead of fretting over the possibly worst outcome, I allowed the conflict to teach me. When we come from a place of fear, we often resort to less productive measures. We talked about conflict avoidance, but there's also the other extreme where we try to resolve the conflict as quickly as possible. And then we say too much. We try to clear everything right then and there. And in the process, we miss the actual lesson that this conflict may represent. Conflict is almost always an opportunity for growth and understanding. We learn more about ourselves and the other person. And this lesson is not always immediately recognizable. It requires silence and distance. Let's call this step number one. I used to try to get rid of the conflict as quickly as possible by forcing the other person to talk about it right then and there. But conflicts can be intense, adrenaline and emotions running high. We need a cooling period for ourselves and for the other person. We need time to think objectively from a distance, considering all aspects, not just this current moment. And this is best done in silence. I was somewhat forced into my silence because my friend chose silence. Short responses, an unwillingness to talk, avoidance of eye contact. Those are all signs that the other person is digesting and needs time alone. And it's important to respect that and use the time for our own analysis, no matter how hard it may be. Because I know we want our world in order. It's difficult to sit with this uncertainty not knowing when you two will talk again, what will be the outcome of that conversation. But I have found that silence almost always brings good news. In silence, both sides can think about their actions and gain more perspective. And before you know it, silence is over. I don't have a recipe for this step, but silence shouldn't last several days. That's not healthy silence. That sounds more like a form of punishing the other person. But silence to think, to evaluate what's important, and to come up with a plan of action, this kind of silence can take a few hours. Silence and distance also help to dissipate the anger that's not uncommon during conflicts. Silence ends differently every time, but I notice it happens naturally. The necessities of life require a conversation eventually, but there's an important realization I had this weekend, and let's call this step number two. Ease into it. Before I would break the silence with the topic of the conflict, I'd jump right in. Hey, let's discuss this, let's clear the air, I want to get it out of the way and move on. It's not a good idea to rush. Just because both of you feel like talking again doesn't mean it's the right time to bring up the conflict and try to resolve it. Ease into it. Easing back into talking, into the normality of life, is in itself already a resolution. It's an indication both of you want to continue on. You may not have closure, you may not be happy, but you both realize that life has to continue. My friend broke the silence. He was very distant all day, short with his answers, serious, and only minimal interaction with me. 
and I let it be. Yes, it hurts to be ignored. Yes, it is hard to be in this state of limbo, not knowing what's going on. But it's also good. It forces me to reflect on my actions. And when my friend finally said something, I didn't attack him right away, pulling him back into the conflict. Instead, I took his peace offering, a simple question that had nothing to do with anything. And I went along with it. I broke my silence and answered. And slowly we went back to talking. It wasn't until the next day that things were back to normal. And somewhere during the course of the day, the conflict topic came up. And I couldn't believe how easy it actually was to address it. We were both calm. The conflict was still looming in the background, but it didn't have any power over our relationship in the moment. We continued on. And when the right moment presented itself, I said something. A very brief, calm and kind statement about how I felt the day before. Let's call it step number three. Wait for the right moment to bring up the conflict. My experience has been that if I give it time and space, the right moment will present itself. As long as I'm willing to wait for it. Just like silence cannot be endured forever, so will the conflict eventually rise to the top and will want to be addressed. I know this is hard. Our tendency is to get rid of the conflict and move on. But I found something almost magical with this sitting with the issue. This brewing of the difficulty. It was good for me. And yes, I contemplated the worst outcome during the silence. What if we cannot fix this? What if our friendship is over here? And strangely, the silence allowed me to be okay with that outcome. If it happens, it happens. One possible outcome of many. And of course, it depends a lot on the issue you're facing and the person you have the conflict with. But conflicts signal a need for change. And that change should be addressed. In a calm and reasoned manner. I said one simple sentence to my friend because the situation presented itself. And he responded by acknowledging my statement. Later we talked more because now there was a door open to discuss the conflict peacefully. But only because we both had some time to think first. There is value in conflict and it's not something that we need to seek to avoid. It shows that both of you think about an issue in different ways. It's a challenge to come together and find a middle ground. I believe this is a wonderful opportunity to grow as a person and the relationship. And this is not possible without first taking some time to think. How long? Again, it depends on the people involved. I can talk sooner than others. I make my mind up fairly quickly. My friend, on the other hand, is a quiet person and prefers to go without speaking for a while. He thinks and analyzes the situation longer. But ultimately, the coming together will happen. And I found that it is more effective and productive after some distance and when brought up at a proper time. So don't fear conflict. Rather look at it as an opportunity to improve something, to gain more clarity on an issue and to get to know yourself better. Good movies contain complex conflicts and as an outsider, we enjoy the problem solving that goes along with it. We can take that same approach when it comes to our own conflicts. Accept them, acknowledge them, 
give them space to teach us and then slowly resolve them at the right time and with the other person in mind in a peaceful and kind manner that respects your individual interests but that also seeks a common ground that works for both of you. The value of conflicts, my friends. Try to look for it next time you feel disillusioned about a confrontation in your life. Take time to think before rushing into decision-making and then allow the answers to come to you. Much love.